previously on the Simply Human podcast. And uh, and, and the other two kids are like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, so I asked him, hey, Dad, can I have a bike for Christmas? He said, yeah, get your bike ready. And he like, he like grabbed himself. It's episode 33 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is strength and conditioning coach Will Fleming of willfleming.com and the Performance Podcast. Then it's another edition of the Humans Being Human segment with yours truly and Rick. And we'll wrap up <laughs> with our... That's sim- how you know it's going to be legit. Yeah. Then we'll, yeah for, we didn't get any good ones. We're going to make up our own. Uh, and then we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you? Um, I've been better. And let me explain. Yeah, please do. That's <laughs> like, very pessimistic moving on. Okay. So last night, speaking of pee... <laughs> which By I, the way, uh, for everyone, we just recorded with Will... And uh, we were just speaking of pee, yeah. but like uh, the break in the time continuum, just right. assume we're always speaking about pee. Yes. Uh, I guess this was two nights ago. I woke up in the middle of the night, and it's it's not uncommon for this to be the case. There were two uh, little girls uh, in, in between my wife and I, a four-year-old and a three-year-old, our little girls. Please explain. They're yeah. your daughters. Yes. Yeah, yes. Our, our, our daughters were, <laughs> were, uh, were in the bed with us. And I got up to go to the bathroom or something. It's probably three in the morning. And I, I was going to come back and like lay down on, on my spot. And I guess while I had gotten up, a leg and a couple of arms and some things like moved into my spot. And I just, I didn't, I wanted to go back to sleep as quickly as possible. I didn't want to, you know, move someone and risk waking someone up and then having this big thing. She's touching me. She's touching me. Like anything <laughs> like that. So I just went into my daughter's room they have a bunk bed and i crawled into the bottom bunk and went to sleep (laughs) and the next morning you know the sun is up my wife comes in there and was like how long have you been sleeping in this bed and i said i came in here probably i don't know it's like 3 3 30 in the morning she said the reason hope was in our bed is because she peed all in her bed (laughs) so So not only had I been sleeping in pee the whole night, I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah, so I was like, huh, you know, and it's kind of rolled back over. She's like, get up. I'm going to clean this sheet, you idiot. Get out of this urine, you idiot. Yeah. So uh, so there's there's that. There's my sleeping in pee story. Um, and I guess it, you know, what, well, not the first time. It certainly won't be the last, I guess. Um, but uh, welcome in, I guess, to the Simply Human podcast. We want to mention, before we get to anything else, the Humans Being Human Open is still going on. We want you, the listener, to email the show uh, any ideas you have if, if you have a humans being human story that an unbelievable story embarrassing funny anything that you know it's a, a story that comes up in social settings a lot that you get a, a good reaction from uh we would love to hear it and would love to have you on the show all you need is a good story and a skype uh contact name so that's that's not much to ask yeah funny not, story and a skype and so a few minutes yeah that's yeah so take take eight eight to ten minutes so the humans being human open is going on i believe we have a uh another few reviews rick do you have those pulled up uh i, I do have them pulled up and i would like to start this off by saying that someone out there gets me 
we finally yes. have someone who reviewed the show that just wrote poop. poop. I'd like to thank uh, that RC is the username and just wrote poop, but also put a little small explanation, but in a good way. You have to listen to know what I mean. Yeah, so I thank you very funny. much, that RC, for finally someone taking me up on my offer to be very juvenile like myself and write you, that on well, there. You, screen, of, you screenshotted that to me and you and like and, and I just wrote back, we did it. <laughs> like we greatest we, day of my we life. We have achieved our, our ultimate goals. <laughs> We have some other reviews uh, from user <laughs> J Bone Bone Bone. Spelled out. No spaces or anything. Just J <laughs> Bone Bone Bone. Oh my gosh. I'm such a juvenile. I, I, there's a lot of jokes there, uh, but know, I'm going to yeah. leave them alone. Let you make your own jokes. J uh, Quote, bone. Mark adopts a lot of paleo, but it's not just paleo. The four pillars that are the simple human lifestyle offer very practical ways to change your lifestyle. I was looking for a better diet, but found so much great advice to change my life. Several experts in the industry offer their advice in the show, but Mark is quite the expert himself. Rick proves to be a great addition to the show uh, and providing some comic relief and a good point of view from the everyman. Give it a try and implement some of the changes today. Thank you very much. Jay <laughs> Mr. Bone, Mrs. Bone, bone, bone. bone. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I missed her. <laughs> I met a Mrs. Bone, Bone, Bone the other day at work, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you did on the night <laughs> shift. Story yeah. off air, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. another review from uh, Jacqueline MS. Uh, this has become one of my favorite paleo podcasts. Great information. Super funny. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Thank you, Jacqueline, cool. for your kind words. We appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. So there we are. Very good. We got. I think we're up to 18 reviews. and, and I well, think we have, that's, It's more what I assume are total strangers. So, yeah. hey, thanks, yeah. new friends. Awesome. I love you. Not strangers anymore. I can't wait to make meet a bone, bone, bone <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yes oh man my internal filter is is just on Broken. red alert oh. yeah um the the uh, simply human moms uh page is is going well my wife is uh has been posting and and we're getting i think we're gonna have more page views on the uh, we might have like double the all-time monthly page views in a month by the end of may so that's that's good and she just posted one on kids and honesty which is pretty funny about how kids will just be like why are you so fat? <laughs> There's a line in there that I seriously thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I laughed so hard about, I guess your one of your daughters asked a very inappropriate question yeah. and your wife said something to the effect in the column of, I thought about killing her and telling God she died by accident. Yeah, yeah. And I laughed so hard. Yeah. I seriously did think that I pulled a muscle. I laughed so hard. Your wife yeah. is very, very funny. Yes, she is. She is funny. And, uh, you know, obviously she is using our platform to, it's not just her she it you know she's using us as a as an incubator uh to be great uh so not really yeah not really you're um, welcome jen yeah but uh yeah so kids and honesty that's that, that's a good stuff like last night we were out to eat and this this lady with a walker went by and i don't think she heard my three-year-old but my three-year-old was like that lady's old and <laughs> and i was like hope like don't say that you have to teach them like what they can say and what they can't say and it's just uh, that's just always a funny topic to hear the kid the things that kids will say where you're just like thank you for ruining my my life last year uh one of jason's classmates jason's our older one uh and we live in a very multicultural neighborhood uh you know and we're progressive about stuff like that well he was talking about one of his classmates and he's like yes i played a game with blake 
he is black. And we're like, whoa, hey, 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 keep your voice down in the grocery store, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, yeah it might be slightly different, but uh, we're all the same on the inside. He's like, we are the same on the inside, yeah. except on the outside, he is black. Yeah. And I was like, okay, stop, please, please, please. <laughs> and do they, like, it's such, like, an innocent, like, they're, he's just saying, like, that... The wall is yeah. green. Like, it's not like any sort of... Yeah, it's just you have to, you know, let adults sort of ruin everything. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so anyway. Way to go, idiots. Yeah, way to like go, us. adults. Um, just real quick, uh, the Nutrients Multivitamin, there's still a coupon code for that. You can get $10 off, and I'll link uh, to the site in the show notes, but it's dollar uh, sign ten. Simply Human. Also, their skinny fat products, their oil, their coconut MCT oil. Uh, it's dollar sign five. Simply Human, all one word or, or no spaces or anything. You can get um, uh, five or ten dollars off depending on the product that you want to get. And I use both of those things, and I love them a lot. Um, and I don't get them for free. They don't like send me uh, stuff. I wish they would. Hey, nutrients, uh, Carlton's, uh, <laughs> send me some free stuff, but uh, that's just stuff that I use and they're generous enough to, to give us the, uh, the discount code. So, uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, Will Fleming, uh, is going to be a, a good show. Uh, we, we just talked to him. It's one of those rare times that we actually have done the interview before we record the intro. So we know what we're talking about. Tomorrow. So we can tell you for, uh, we're truthful this time. Yeah, we not say, lying. Hey, we, this is going to be a great interview because yeah. we know already. Well, like with the Mike, that the Mike T Nelson interview last week, I had to make sure not to mention Craig T. Nelson because after the interview, like the middle part we recorded, we we talked about how I didn't ask him about Craig T. Nelson. So I had to make sure that in order for that to make sense, I couldn't ask him about Craig T. Nelson. So, Doing this, people should understand, is somewhat like uh, being Marty McFly and going back to yeah. 1955 and trying not to influence uh, things right. that will affect the future right. too badly. Yeah. So anyway, all right, well, let's get to it. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel. We need to do some more videos, Rick. We need you to try try some more foods. Um, Hey, by the way, we forgot something real quickly. Uh, Someone uh, sent me a... uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Through the website, and I totally forgot about this, and I'm going to try this. This must be from Jacqueline, who also sent us a... Jacqueline MS, who sent us... We mentioned her in a review. She sent me a recipe for a... What she calls pizza. It's a paleo pizza made with a, a ton of meat. And I'm here to tell you, Jacqueline, that sounds awesome. I'm going to try that, and we will put the recipe up uh, through our various uh, social media platforms. Yes, that and maybe, awesome. and you can record a video of you eating it, and we can put yes. it on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, Thank cool. Thank you very, very much, Jacqueline. Yeah. I appreciate it, and I will be eating that soon. Awesome. Uh, and then you can also find uh, links to the Simply Human Kids page and the Simply Human Moms page. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at simplyhuman 52 because that was my football number, and I can't let it go. You can email us. Uncle Rico. <laughs> you can email us show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So, without further ado, here is Will Fleming, where we talk about the, the sustainability of lifting weights, 300-pound snatches, injuries, <laughs> CrossFit elevator speech, time wasters, five fundamental movements, single joint movements, for the performance podcast, posters, butts, and gardening. Yes! Joining us on the Simply Human podcast, finally, we've talked about him for like the last six shows, the great Wilson Fleming, strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know... Welcome to the show. There's really, I will let you sort of explain your background, but we are just so happy to have you. And I would say that much like Rick and I uh, did, you and I bonded over Tommy Boy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, well, I'm really excited to be here, uh, Rick. You are my favorite co-host that I have never yes. met until today. Wow. And uh, Mark is my second favorite podcast host besides myself. That's awesome. Well, thank you yeah. very much, Will. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate being on here, guys. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I am a, a strength conditioning coach, um, fitness professional up in Indiana. Uh, I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, which is a small-ish town, maybe an hour south of Indianapolis. And we are most notable because we have Indiana University is, is here in town. So it's kind of a neat place in the Midwest where uh, you have a really large university. So it, it feels like a, a little larger town than it actually is. Um, and then I work with uh, high school athletes, college athletes, um, even younger, some middle school athletes, um, and then a lot of adults who are trying to get in, in good shape. So we have a, I, I'm the owner of a fitness facility with 6,000 square feet and you know, primarily free weight based using um, just athletic movements and you know, normal human movements. Uh, we're kind of influenced by stuff like MoveNet and then, you know, our basis or my, my background in, in athletics. And then, uh, I am a competitive weightlifter, uh, weightlifting coach. So do Olympic weightlifting, uh, as kind of a, a fun outlet. I'm one of the older guys who are competing, uh, and still being able to compete at the national level. Um, and my background in Olympic weightlifting was I started that when I was 15 or 16, so I could become a better football player, track athlete, baseball player, basketball player, all that kind of stuff. And then just really enjoyed it. Was able to win a junior national championship and live at the Olympic Training Center for a while. Uh, and then parlayed that into a track scholarship and, and did uh, track throughout college and, and then in the couple years right after college. So uh, my background is primarily in athletics. Uh, I really enjoy working with athletes, but just people, you know, like uh, people who have have pretty lofty goals uh, and and enjoy, you know, getting getting to work out. So not well, only not it, only it, is it he... sounds like you and I need to schedule an arm wrestling contest <laughs> because I feel after hearing your background, I feel pretty confident that uh, you know that, that you would break my arm off at the soccer. And that would be pretty I got funny. I got short arms. I got yeah. short arms. I, that, oh well, then the advantage thing. advantage Rick by all means. Then yeah. with your short arms. Yeah. Well. Um, you know, so not only an incredible athlete, but he can use words correctly, like parlay, and, and, and that's I think that's all. You know, also kind of speaks to his um, mental uh, ingenuity. I used that word wrong. Dang it! I, I, Dang it! Not ingenuity. It's not what I was trying to say. Uh, well, let's. Did you? Uh, okay. What What did you place last year? Was it like t you were top ten, right? Yeah. So I got I got eighth in the national championships in weightlifting as an eighty five kilo lifter, so one hundred eighty seven pounds. Um, you know, which is, which is fine. It, it was my best place. It was actually the first time I had ever qualified for nationals. I had qualified for the junior national championships. So I was pretty happy with that placing. The coolest part about it was, you know, I think, uh, I think the next oldest guy in the whole weight class was like 26. So I was 31 at the time, I'm 32 now. So that's kind of the fun thing going and doing stuff, uh, being just a bit older than, than the guys, uh, who are competing at the very top. And th this is, you know, we'll kind of get into some of this later, but it kind of seems like a good segue. How long, like, what is the sustainability of the way that you move? Are you expecting, do you see people in your field that are 45, 50, 197? Like, what's the, uh, what's the age limit to, to moving and, and being under load? Yeah, so, you know, it, it depends. Like, so being under load, like, I don't know if there isn't necessarily an age limit, right? right. Um, you know, obviously there's a bunch of stuff, uh, recently where, um, 
you know, the number one indicator of aging is a decline in muscular power output, right? So, so the ability to move weights is, is important as people age. So I don't think that there is necessarily a limit to that. Certainly with something like complex and uh, that places a premium on maximum weights lifted, like Olympic lifting, there's, there's, an, there's an age limit. You know, you'll see 80-year-old guys doing it. Uh, I guess I saw a video recently of the former coach of, of the national team in Bulgaria who's 88 and he was doing, he did like an 88 kilo snatch or something. You know, he did, he did a, a lift that was, you know, pretty impressive. And I think that's an exaggeration. He didn't do an 88 kilo snatch, but (laughs) he, he was doing Olympic lifts at 88 years old. Um, so that, you know, there's not necessarily an end, but maybe the, the high level of competition, uh, there's definitely, there's a shelf shelf life on that, uh, just because the training's pretty hard. Um, you know, if you look at like masters competitions, which is what I'm aiming for. So when you get to be 35, you can compete in masters. Uh, the guys who are competing in masters at 35 or in the 40 age group probably didn't spend, you know, the last 30 years doing it. They did it on and off or they picked it up later in life or something like that. And so I think that that's one reason I'm having success at the age of 32 is I learned when I was 15 or 16. And then, you know, I, I, I trained with the lifts and, lifted and everything but i didn't you know focus all of my training throughout my 20s on it you know i just picked it up again about a year and a half ago and said hey let me see if i can do this yeah so so you know there's there's a certainly a shelf life on you know training for max uh max effort lifts and stuff like that um there's some importance to be placed on lifting some weight uh to to your capacity uh as you grow older uh and then i do think if you train smart you can do a lot you know for a long time so you know that's my hope is that i just get to keep doing this for as long as possible and i don't have to do it you know six times a week or five times a week but you know throw an olympic lift here and there in uh you know once a week or twice a week you know until i'm 50 or 60 or 70 whatever you know i want to ask you about injuries in just a second but before that the the tone people know the tone of the show and i think that it would be it, it would not behoove us to not, does that make sense? There's a double negative there. No, you're perfect. To, to acknowledge the elephant in the room. There are some, some funny terms in Olympic lifting. <laughs> why, why are, like, can you explain, you know, obviously you say snatch enough and people, and then you eventually get like sort of, desensitized to yeah, you're reading to, my mind to, yeah right exactly now, to the, it's to, I, me, me being the everyman who's not really very well acquainted <laughs> with olympic lifting you are like reading my yeah, because my i've mind. gotten to where like when someone says snatch to me i just i think of the movement but not everyone has those thoughts so can you speak uh, about that and uh, maybe <laughs> how do you handle that kind of thing well there's definitely a phase uh when you realize well i learned the lifts when i was like 15 years oh, old right geez. so the yeah. term snatch <laughs> has has always denoted to me that. And then I found out that uh, one of the guys in my high school who uh, was pretty good with the ladies liked to call himself the Snatch Master. And you thought uh, he was just a really good... And I was like, <laughs> wait, this guy lifts too? Uh, and then... And then and then we got in a conversation and we realized that uh, we were talking about different things yeah, entirely. And it got really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. He smells uh, like your car and you're always wearing like workout clothes. And you're yeah, like, exactly. Weird. Your, your idea of a of 300 pound snatch is, <laughs> is uh, less positive than mine. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We had to, we couldn't just not acknowledge that. Yeah, we had to, okay. we had to acknowledge it. Okay. So injuries. Okay. Something like, okay, you know, I went through your uh, clean and jerk, which is another funny term, jerk, uh, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in, in paleo effects and was doing really well. And then I did something really stupid and sprained my knee. And I took, I took three weeks off and I did some TKEs and I did some other, you know, remaining deadlift and I iced a lot and I did some e stem and stuff like that. But I took three weeks off, and I, I finally to a point where, to like this week, I'm going to start back uh, doing some squatting, squatting, and deadlifting, and some uh, some uh, <laughs> cleans. Uh, we're going to leave it behind. Um, so, like, how do you deal with injuries for yourself and for the the athletes that you coach? Uh, I know obviously it's variable and it depends, but sort of what is your uh, take on on injuries and and when they happen, and then what to do about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's that's a thing with with training in general, right? So, um, you know, with injuries, obviously, the hope and what you're really aiming for is that you become more resilient beforehand. So you do things um, in your training that that help you resist that injury. So injury resistance or uh, the idea of like being anti fragile, you know. Yes. So that we can- oh, I love that book. Everyone should read that book. Right. So just like being more resilient, you know, stronger and and able to resist those things. Um, So, you know, that that's step number one. Uh, But obviously injuries happen. Uh, You said um, you did something to your knee at Paleo FX the week before Paleo FX. I did something to my back. So um, so that kind of stuff uh, all, you know, will happen. And then, you know, coming back from it, you just have to you know, think about your training plan and how you can modify it. If you have enough, enough of a training base, um, if you take the time to get healthy and then, you know, reacclimate yourself just a little bit, you can jump right back in and, and be like your, you know, you never took any time off. So, you know, maybe that means uh, in the immediate aftermath, you're, you're resting and, uh, you know, taking all those measures that, you know, you talked about the East M and icing and, um, you know, compression or whatever it is that, that you follow for your injury protocol. And then as soon as you come back, you know, you start, uh, reacclimating, you, you do things at a lighter intensity or a reduced range of motion or something like that. And then, um, and then you can get back into it and that, that all comes with a decent sized training base. So for me, I have a, a really decent, a really good training base. You know, I've, I've been doing it for 15 years or 16 years. And so, you know, if I have to take two weeks off from training, it's, you know, coming back is, is not a, is not a big deal. You know, right. I just, uh, just adjust for a while and then, and then I'm, I'm back to normal. You get into an elevator with someone and you're on the first floor and it's going up to the 18th floor and there's no stopping. Yes. And the person says, Hey, you're a string coach. What do you think about CrossFit? What do you say to that person in the oh, 60 seconds I, that you have? So, uh, I believe that it is, um, it is a, it is a bad thing that some CrossFits have to share the word CrossFit with other CrossFits, you know, <laughs> uh, th- because there are really great coaches in CrossFit and there's really bad coaches in CrossFit. Uh, on social media, it seems like a lot of the stuff that the bad coaches do or the bad facilities do uh, gets shared a lot. So if I had to share a word after the name of my gym uh, with with every other gym, I wouldn't be super happy about it. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, across all professions, there are good and there are bad, and in CrossFit, there is a a, a decent separation of good and bad. You know. Okay. Cool. Uh, Rick, do you have anything real quick before I yeah. keep going? 
Well, I, and I represent, uh, you know, Will, you said you... you the you Lollipop Guild? I represent kind of the, the, the everyman. The Lollipop Guild. Oh, yes, I represent the <laughs> Lollipop Guild. Sir, I'm trying to be professional here. I represent the everyman. Mark represents a super college athlete, triathlete Jones. I am not looking to uh, jump over a building. I'm not looking to, uh, you know, run a sub, you know, three and a half hour marathon. I am looking to be the healthiest version of a human being that I can. Uh, I work long hours. I have a family. My time is very, very valuable, as I'm sure everyone else uh, would agree with their own time. What are some things that I can do? Like, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not looking to go, you know, be in the, you know, some sort of national competition of weightlifting i'm just looking to be you know healthy feel good i guess look good as part of it but you know really just do the kinds of things in the weight room that that's just, that make make me have a higher quality of life what are things that i should be concentrating on but i think more importantly than that what are some things that you think are time wastes in the gym Ooh, yes. that people end up killing just their productivity with yeah so uh, on the first part like what you should be concentrating on um i just think i think a um, this may sound like a generalized answer, but like a, a varied training program. So uh, something, you know, don't, you know, don't focus on like uh, upper body lifts and, or don't focus on, you know, just uh, your arms or legs or something. So eliminate the whole bodybuilding lexicon from your mind. So don't think Done. about... Done. <laughs> so don't think about the muscle groups you're training. Think about the movements you're training. So uh, if we're moving like a human, uh, yes. we have our body can can do so many different things. And so we can push, we can pull, we can squat, we can hinge. Um, we should do do those things in multiple planes of movement. So you know, up and down, side to side, rotationally moving all those different planes of movement. Uh, and you know, combining a training program there, so you have four basic movements: push, pull, squat, hinge, and then we can do them in multiple planes. So there, you can create a pretty varied exercise program or or you know, movement menu where you can uh, you know, train yourself as a whole, as one whole entity. Um, and then you know, you you probably just need to get in the gym and do that that kind of stuff. You know, 30 minutes or something, two or three times a week, where you're also taking care of your body, doing foam rolling, uh, focusing on, you know, not recovering necessarily from your workouts, because if we're minimizing workouts, we're, we're not having a ton of stress from that. But you have a stressful job, you have a lot of things to do throughout the day. Um, so taking care of the stress from those other pursuits by getting in and foam rolling, stretching, you know, maybe doing some breathing type stuff, and then getting into a pretty intense, short but balanced program uh focusing on those four movement patterns because i'm an olympic lifting guy and a guy who trains athletes i think you should probably do something that's maybe uh explosive so sometimes that's an olympic lift maybe that's throwing a medicine ball uh you know doing some kettlebell work or something like that and so there you have f uh, five uh pieces of movements so say, say the five say the five uh Movements so let's if we go back to explosive. So we'll start at explosive. We'll do a push. Is that another? Uh, is the explosive another way to say that? Can you say plyometric? Is that sort yeah, of? I yeah, I mean there. There's just a quite a few things that could fit in that category. So Olympic lifts, plyometrics, uh, any number of medicine ball throws, stuff like that. So um, that'd be our explosive category. Uh, then we do a push category. So that's typically like an upper body push. So. Uh, pushing overhead, um, you know, dumbbells, barbells, medicine balls, kettlebells, uh, pushing uh, horizontally. So, 
now we can fit in that bench press that I know Rick loves so much. I'm so uh, awesome at it too. I love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, and then pull. So you know, doing chin ups and rows and whatnot. And then squat. So anything that looks like a squat, um, front squat, back squat, overhead squat, uh, any sort of implement. Uh, and then you know, our final one is a hinge. So you know, hinging at the waist. So pushing the hips back. Um, and you know, working that backside of the lower body, so RDLs, deadlifts, um, you know, single leg variations of those, and stuff like that. So you got five movements, and then you could do them, you know, in any sort of. You could do them for time. You could do them. You could do you know, ten reps, uh, three rounds for time. You could do, uh, you could do five sets of five, whatever you know. And that's how you have some variation in there. Uh, and then um, you know that that takes care of what you should do. You just really don't, I mean, if you're busy, you're busy, you can't fight it. So what you got to do is find the pieces where you can get in the gym. So don't, don't approach exercise and movement as a two hour every, you know, day of the week endeavor, you know, it's, it's, you know, being non-gym, it's your non-gym movements. So hiking, walking, whatever. Uh, and then it's your in-gym movement should be quick and to the point. Uh, focus on recovery and a balanced movement menu. Man, that's that's one of the things that I think is most daunting to the you know the every men and the every women out there is that you think you know you see these guys that are on, in awesome shape and you're like oh they must spend you know hours and hours and hours in the gym and and for people who don't go to the gym I think it's you know you think of it as oh god I don't have an hour or hour and a half or whatever you know five days a week to be in there so I might as well not do anything. And that's one of the things kinds of blow, kind of blows my mind between what you know what you say what we uh, we've had Eva T on a couple times from Eva T Strength and Conditioning and she says the same thing uh, for the most part you don't have to be in the gym just destroying yourself for like hours a day this can be a pursuit that you use within the greater context of other things that you're doing other strategies in your life to make yourself you know worry more about overall health and wellness not just you know, one singular pursuit of getting in the gym and pushing weights around, you know, for eternity, you know? And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and cause I want, I want to hear your thoughts on that second part of his question. And I'm going to go out on a limb as far as like time wasters. Would you put like single joint movements into those for the most part, unless you're rehabbing or something? Yeah. I mean, I would say for the most part, single, you know, if, if you go back to like that Eva T stuff, uh, minimum dose, maximum effectiveness type idea, um, you want you want to do things that train you know a lot of your body at one time. So um, you know single joint movements are not going to fit the bill on that kind of stuff. And the other what do you mean, you know, do you mean by single What do you mean by single joint movements? Like for those, uh, those you know having a bicep day, right? Where you go in and it's you know it's all about your biceps and your triceps, right? Like so you're just moving your elbow. Whereas if you're doing a press, you're moving your wrist, your your elbow, your shoulder. Uh, joint your your you know having to stabilize with the rest of your body right, all that kind of stuff right. you know mm. so we want to avoid that uh, those minimum or you know those uh, maximum time minimum effectiveness kind of things <laughs> yeah like like backing it out um, the five uh, movements is again explosive plyometrics push pull squat hinge snatch and jerk are their own uh, movements we're going to continue on past that though um can you tell me what is the difference between like cause you, you said you train a lot of young kids up to you know older adults what is some of the differences like i have a for instance there's a kid on my street um i believe he's 12 and he's like six three i mean he's like and within the last year he's just really 
shot up and he's about as big around as, you know, our, like my pinky. And, uh, you know, my pinky's kind of fat and meaty. Uh, that's, that's a bad example. Um, so, you know, think of something really skinny. Um, and so, and his dad is, is, you know, wanting me to try to put some meat on, on this kid's bones. So how is it different, uh, training a kid, you know, maybe like an adolescent to, uh, you know, training like an older, more experienced adult? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the first things you got to do in that, in that situation you talk about is like, just set the expectations, you know, uh, males, young males, they don't put on weight until testosterone in their body tells them to put on weight, you know? So, you know, we get a lot of that where, you know, parents are like, well, I think he needs to hit the weights because, uh, he's so skinny right now. Well, he's just, you know, his body isn't, I could, you know, I could get him to squat 500 pounds and he probably wouldn't gain any weight, uh, just because, you know, his body isn't producing enough testosterone to tell him to start, you know, adding muscle mass. Right. So, you know, that that's one piece of the puzzle. The other thing is, you know, movements are movements and like they're, they are human movements. They're not like, uh, movements for athletes are not movements for adults. So those patterns, those push, pull, squat, hinge, uh, and if you have another category for explosives, uh, those needs don't necessarily change. Uh, the loading, and the dosing, that all changes, right? So our, probably our most intense um, training programs are going to come for those late high school athletes and those college athletes. So that's when their bodies are the most ready for it. That's where they're able to recover the most. So, you know, those athletes, the intensity is the highest and the volume is the highest. So the number of repetitions maybe we're doing per week is the highest for those athletes. Um, below that, we're using the same movement patterns. We're probably talking about different types of dosing. We're putting a, a much higher emphasis on teaching and teaching progressions. So, you know, as opposed to saying we're going to do squats for three sets of 10 today, we're going to say we're going to squat for 10 minutes and teach you X, Y, and Z. And so uh, we're still working on the movement, but we're plan placing a much higher emphasis on teaching and then retention and stuff like that. So, uh, and then the adults, and then we back the volume back down. So maybe they look a little bit more like those early high school athletes. So, you know, they're doing two sets or three sets, not a ton of, uh, not necessarily uh, a great focus on heading up to a maximum weight to use or anything like that, but just getting a good training effect with, uh, you know, with the minimum amount of effort that they can put in on that day to get a training effect. Cool. Um, okay. And, and the same goes for, you know, the differences between men and women. It's kind of the same thing. There's really no like, well, women shouldn't do this. Men should, should do this. It's like movements are movements to all of the musculoskeletal systems that are walking around out there. Man, woman, adult, child, you know, the cross-sectional area of muscle is the same for everybody. Uh, and it's just, you know, there's other you know, environmental factors and other hormonal factors that need to be weighed in. But for the most part, movements are movements and training patterns should, should be pretty similar, uh, which, you know, is varied because you want variation in your training program. So, um, before we, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that people know where they can find you. Um, talk about your podcast and if, you know, true to the nature of the show, if you don't mind, you don't have to disclose this information, but to our listeners, if you if you would tell them what your what your music is, um, if, if you don't have to, and then yeah, uh, yeah. tell us about you know your uh, your very popular podcast and your co-host. Yeah, so uh, I have a podcast called the Performance Podcast. 
Um, we basically talk, uh, the idea was to talk about athletic performance and, and whatnot, but really it's just like human performance, right? So uh, we talked to just different people in the, in the fitness industry um, from all walks of life, people who, um, who work at, you know, big fitness corporations, people who own gyms, people who are just into fitness, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times it's just a conversation between me and my co-host. My co-host is a guy named Robert Dos Remedios, and uh, we call him Coach Dos. Uh, coach Dos is the head strength and conditioning coach at the College of the Canyons, which is a junior college outside of Los Angeles. Um, they're a really successful junior college. Um, he's He's got, you know, probably 20 players in the NFL uh, now and he's got uh, you know kids every year going to play division one sports from his place and so he does a really good job of like a developmental program for those 18 and 19 year old kids who you know didn't uh, didn't make it into a division one school right out of college or right out of high school uh, and then he's also the author of two books called cardio strength training and then the other is called power training both of those are uh, published by men's health um, and so he's just, he's, you know, he's been in the, in the business for, you know, 25 years. I think he's been a strength coach since 1989. He's one of my mentors, um, you know, really helped me and influenced me. And honestly, the podcast started cause he and I were text messaging back and forth, like almost every day. Uh, and you know, sometimes we were talking about training, we we're just talking about stuff and I was like, Hey, let's record this. So we record and we release every Monday and mo every Wednesday, uh, a 30 minute show, um, you know, sometimes just a conversation where we go back and forth on a topic and then we have some interviews uh, in there with with, you know, people that we respect in the in the uh, fitness arena. And then, um, gosh, I guess I will tell you about our our theme song. <laughs> Uh, we haven't this. had anyone recognize it yet, so I, I guess I'm going to spoil the surprise. Uh, but it is the it is the instrumental version of a, a hit song called "Boats and Hose." <laughs> oh man! And for nothing else, that makes it worth the listen right yeah. there because yeah, right? now I all the exercise and weightlifting and health stuff. Eh, forget about that. But now I'm now my interest yeah, has peaked. I'm I like, oh man, I've got to hear that. I knew Rick was yeah, going right? to like that. And and actually, the way that your podcast started, the genesis of it is very similar to the way ours started. Rick and I were texting back and forth like pictures of our own poop and. <laughs> Like video, actually, believe pretty, it or not, that's what I was, when he was saying that, I was like, okay, well, I have a funny line here about, hey, that's how, you know, Mark and I, we text back and forth just uh, crude jokes and ridiculous juvenile humor, and then we decided to make a pot, I was like, ah, no, yeah. I, I, we've, we've been juvenile enough, no, yeah, I'll leave no. that. I'll leave that be, but no, that's how we started too. Yeah, that's how we that's how we roll. Um, <laughs> and then your website, Will Fleming, and it is one L. Sorry, I introduced you as Wilson Fleming. You go by Will Fleming. I know you you, you mentioned on your podcast some people are like they'll call up and be like, yeah, can I talk to William? And then you know like they're they're not really your friend because they poser like, your name your name isn't <laughs> William. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so sorry sorry I, for uh, calling you by your by your full name. Uh, but uh, yeah, WillFleming.com is a great website, and then uh, also promote your posters real quick because i love them I, there's one for i got it and i was just gonna you know like tape it up on the wall and i opened it up and i was like this thing is a beautiful piece of art is is exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> and so i went to like the store and i got a 26 by 30 wait no 24, 24 by 36 by, yeah. uh frame and framed it and then hung it up and it yeah. is right next to my squat rack so yeah, on willfleming.com slash posters, uh, I put together an Olympic weightlifting technique poster, um, and it, it's, 
there's a couple out there that that other people have done. I think this one's um, it's a little more detailed. We have you know take it from a side angle and a front angle so you can see uh, good positions, and it just has my teaching like uh, my coaching cues in it. So you know where when the bars are underneath that you need to be doing uh, this or that or whatever, and we go through the snatch, the clean, and the jerk. Um, so we get to hit all three of those uh, on one poster. It's a really good you know quick reference guide. I actually find myself using it in my own gym. Uh, just you know, trying to point out to someone who's trying to lift, like, hey, you know, this is the position that I want you to be in uh, at, you know, when the bar is at your hip or something like that. So it, you know, it's a helpful, quick guide that um, you can use to to help people coach. So that's at willfleming.com/posters. And you can also be like, and check out that guy's butt in that poster. Look how awesome yeah. that butt is. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually, you know, I, I rarely have to prompt people to say that. Right. So everyone go and check out uh, this this awesome butt. <laughs> yeah, everyone check which, it out. Which to my my daughters, uh, that is, Dad, you said the two T butt. The one T yeah. butt is okay to say. That's how we teach it. But uh, butt that was the one T butt. Um, okay, before we run out of time, I already said that once. But I'm gonna add, but another butt. Um, I'm, I cannot. I cannot. You, I, you have derailed. I, I cannot rein it back in. Uh, what is what is one thing that we? This is something that we ask everybody. What is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with working out or Olympic lifting or anything. Gosh, um, you know, my wife and I have a garden. Uh, I I really enjoy uh, working on our garden together, um, planting stuff. We have. Uh, vegetables and then we also have flower gardens so uh, I find that to be really enjoyable because uh, obviously get to hang out with my lovely wife Ashley but also uh, get to be outside it means the weather's nice and all that kind of stuff cool I I just uh, built and I think I I sent you the pictures but my uh, I have a raised bed garden out back it's a 12 by 6 foot and I've got tomatoes and okra and cantaloupe and all sorts of stuff that's just starting to come up so that's exciting it is a lot of fun to go out there every day and like the girls go out there with me and we'll tend to the garden and pull out weeds and do other things so yeah and you get your feet on the earth and it's just it's a lot of fun um and speaking of ashley she is going to be on the show i've I've, we were going to record today for like a future show but we decided to wait until i think like the second week in June, Ashley Fleming of fitnessisdelicious.com will be on our show. And so she's got a lot to offer as well in the fitness nutrition. And she does triathlons and other things. I remember a funny thing uh, you told me about her. is like when y'all first met, she came into the gym. And, and like when she left, you were like, I do not want to train that girl. <laughs> and then he ended up marrying her. So, because yeah. uh, she looked at his poster and was like, wow. <laughs> uh, and another, another cool thing about the enjoy part of, of, of it. And Rick, I can't remember if we, I told you this or not, but we, I was the third, I was the Fleming's third wheel at Paleo FX, which is how you, we, Mark Rogers, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why won't this guy leave us alone? We, we ended up like one, I think, I guess it was Saturday night or Sunday morning at like two in the morning at, a, a donut food truck eating donuts and ice cream at the Paleo Effects. They revoked your credentials after <laughs> yeah. that. Like the uh, the president of Paleo Effects was like, "You get those donuts and you get the hell out of yeah, here." Like they ripped the badge off. Our that shirts. was a fear. That was a fear. Ashley brought home leftover donuts and put them in the fridge at the house we were staying. We were staying in with the organizer of yeah. uh, organizers of Paleo FX and I woke up and the first thing I did the next morning was throw them in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn, can you believe it? Some like crazy person broke into the house and threw a bunch of donuts, donuts away. Yes. He put some donuts in the fridge, I had to throw them away. What a jerk, yeah. man. 
What a jerk. Cool. All right. Well, Will Fleming, we are out of time. I really appreciate this. And please check out his website. His podcast is, is great. It's usually, you don't have to scroll down far on the fitness and nutrition rankings. It's usually up in the top 15 or, or 20. Um, and so, yeah, check it out. Will, really appreciate you having on the show. And we'll hopefully have you back on again in the future. Perfect, man. Thanks a bunch, Rick. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you, too. I, I can't wait to check out uh, your podcast, your website, and your, your bottom. <laughs> You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Coach Will Fleming, for your expertise. I, I really can, cannot say enough good things about the Performance Podcast. I have, uh, I've narrowed it down. I used to have like 14 podcasts I listened to, and I've narrowed that down to about three and he, it is, he is one of them that I don't miss. The performance podcast is, is really great stuff. Um, and, you, and we'll link to all his stuff in the show notes as well. So uh, the Humans Being Human Open is going on. Uh, we would like to get some emails uh, from stories, or from you guys, from the listeners, different stories that you think might be good. And if, you know, it, it shouldn't take more than about two or three Humans Being Human segments to listen to to kind of understand what the theme uh, and the tone of the segment is. Um, and this is the story that I, I, I want to say that I've already told this one, but you don't think I have. I don't think that you have. I'm pretty sure that you haven't. Okay. And if I have, then we have some new listeners and they can, they, they can, can review it because to me, this is, if you've already told it, it's a story worth retelling. This okay. is a classic. Okay. So if I have told this already and, and you've heard this one, forgive me, but I was about 10 years old and I am still this way. I can't ever sleep in. I'm, I'm always the kid I, that, that would wake up you know, or the sleepover, like everyone sleeps till noon and I'm up at like seven and there's nothing to do, you know, like, like making breakfast for the whole family <laughs> yeah. of like whatever family you're staying with. Like, Hey guys, I made some cinnamon <laughs> yeah. rolls. Exactly. My dad's a baker. <laughs> um, and so I was actually at a sleepover. There were probably, I don't know there, what I remember. There were 20 or 25 kids. I mean, it was a, it was a big group of kids and it, and it was some that I didn't, you know, you'll go to parties and like, okay, you have like your, your school people and then like your dad's work people. And then like, you have these sort of these different segments of, of friends. It was kind of like World, that. Worlds were colliding. Yes. Worlds were colliding. And so I wasn't very comfortable in the setting to begin with. So <laughs> I wake up and it's like seven o'clock and we're in this like a sort of outer sort of like playroom thing. And you know, there's like no curtains or anything. It's just the light is coming through. So of course here I am just like wide awake eyes wide open, everyone is snoring, sleeping, no sign that any, any, you know, signs of life are about to, to, to happen. So I'm just laying there like thinking, I'm like, I can't get up. I don't know what to do. I'm in an uncomfortable place. And I had a fart. And so I'm just laying there in my sleeping bag or whatever. And so I, you know, by the way, by, by the way mark that as like, uh, for future use for like the and next time yeah. and remember and, I, I had a fart yeah. and that's it okay continue continue so i farted and i pooped all over myself <laughs> i mean i mean not just like a little bit came out i mean like i destroyed my underwear <laughs> you just had total disaster pants <laughs> yeah and i'm, and, I'm and so i'm laying there and you know i really haven't moved all that much so if you're if you were watching a video of this happening you wouldn't see me move at all you you might see my eyes because, hey, doing that is like yeah it's like uh, drinking water for yeah you. you might see like my eyes might have gotten a little bit wider but i you know like i, I there would have been no discernible change in the video that you were watching and why you're watching a video of 25 kids sleeping is beyond me <laughs> So, if you were watching that, you freak. Uh, yeah. So, you're a creepster, yeah. first of all. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm sitting there, and now I'm like, okay, well, well, the one advantage I had was that 
I sort of had some time to, to sort of think about what, what I was going to do next. To game plan. Yeah. So I'm laying there and I'm like, okay, what, what do I do? Like, so I, I, I okay, first, I, so I decided like the first order of business was to clean myself up, which I well, guess was the, good decision, was the right decision. So I get up and luckily there was no residue outside of, of my, what I had on. So I like, I go in, there's like a bathroom right off the deal. So I go in, I, I clean myself off. Well, there's just, I, so, so I'm holding these, these like this toilet underwear <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it. Obviously, you know, flushing down the toilet is not an option. Leaving in the, in the open trash can, which was like, had just been emptied out is not an option. I mean, these things, the one item in the trash can, it's yeah. not like you can sneak it in there. Right. And it's not like, you know, a little stain. I mean, this is like, there is, there is full there, is, solid. You're wearing Chernobyl pants, is what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Yes. <laughs> there is like, yeah, it is like steaming horrificness. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I, I walk out, you know, I'm tiptoeing over guys, like, like you know, holding this monstrosity. And I remember, like, I think my, my first thought, this is before, I guess the thought of going commando was sort of a new thought. But, I, you know, I easily could have, you know, so I'm, I remember thinking, I need underwear. And so I, I got child, please. Yeah. Which, you know, it does, if that happens now, I just, you know, throw my underwear at my wife. When, and, no, no, no. Yeah. Not if. <laughs> when that happens when, now, when. I just throw the underwear out in the backyard and go about my day or stuff them down a, <laughs> or, or stuff them down a golf, a, a hole on a, on a golf course. Um, <laughs> true, true story. Uh, so I remember sneaking into his parents' room and I was, I guess I was going to like oh steal God. some of his dad's underwear. So I'm like, and they're asleep in the bed, and I'm like going through this guy's underwear drawer, <laughs> and I and I, I and I don't know, I can't remember exactly what happened, I, but I remember like aborting that, like I didn't get underwear, like I remember leaving and thinking I'm just gonna have to not wear underwear, and so my next my next order of business was this, I, okay, I need to discard these underwear, like what do I do with these things? So I go, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, you're in these people's bedroom while they're sleeping, going right. through the underwear drawer. Which, right. yeah, yeah, and what are you gonna do? Right, right. You're so, holding the the soiled underwear at the same time. Yes, too? yes, yes, yes. I haven't. Yeah, I'm not just gonna leave them. So I go out into the garage, and I, by an act of of you know the gods on high, the garage door was open, and so like I so I'm like, oh good, I can w- just walk out down the alley a little ways and just kind of throw them into a bush or something. Well, it's, it's yeah, and at this point, I'm starting I to. Feel panic. Like at this point, you're finally pulling it back onto the road. Like that seems like that's a yeah. wise decision. Well, and I'm like, but but at this point, for some reason, is when I started sort of panicking. Like this whole like, okay, I have some time to deal with this. Like as I'm going through this scenario, I'm getting more and more panicked. So I'm, I'm sort of panicking and I remember I was going to like throw them over somebody's fence or something. And, but I remember like the first fence I came to, I heard someone like in the backyard. And so I was like, okay, bad idea. it was somebody else from down the street doing the exact same thing. Wondering, like, Man, I crapped my underwear. What do I do? We like, we throw our underwear up at the same time and then like they meet in midair. You don't tell, I won't tell. And you guys run off your separate ways. And we're each holding, holding each other underwear. Like, wait. We're back in the same position we were just in, <laughs> holding soil underwear. So I, I remember, like, I remember kind of panicking, like, okay, this is a bad idea, bad idea. I got to get back in the house. So I'm like, I'm running back in. And so on my way in, and I'm in full panic mode now, there was a trash sack in the garage. And I remember just thinking, okay, I'm just going to stuff these things down as far down as I can in this trash bag and be done with it. So that's what I did. I, I just I grabbed these underwear and I stuffed them down in the bottom of this trash sack. 
in in a panic mode and went back inside and got like laid down back in my sleeping bag. Pretending you're still asleep, like, oh yeah. man, it smells like somebody might have pooped in here. <laughs> <laughs> Who could that have been? <laughs> like with like like huge beads of sweat like rolling <laughs> down my face. Like, why are you so sweaty, Mark? It's freezing in here. It's like you've been <laughs> it's like you've been sneaking around, running around with soil underwear all morning. So okay, so I go back, everything's fine. We resume the sleepover, I go home. So after I kind of have a chance to sort of reflect on the the morning's happenings, your pl- your game planning for okay the next time this happens, <laughs> right? Well, I'm thinking back like you know I'm like I'm wa- I'm like watching the tape in my brain like you know a reviewing film of what I could have done differently, what I did well, and and, and I'm and I'm as I'm thinking about the trash sack, it dawns on me like what it was like I remember you know like and I think wait a second. There wasn't trash in that trash sack. There were just other plastic bags in that trash sack. So it was like someone, you know, it's like bags that they used for things. And then I had, and then I had this thought where, you know, and it's like one of those where you just sort of like your mouth drops open as you realize that those were my, I had just gone to summer camp like that, that summer before that. And so my mom had written my name on all of my underwear <laughs> and my whole underwear drawer. And I remember, and I even like in my in my panicked state, I even remembered seeing my name <laughs> on <laughs> on the band of the underwear. And I, and I, but I was so panicked that I just that didn't register with me. So I'm sure, like in a few weeks, like they're like, "Hey Tim, can you go outside and get, get a plastic bag from the sack? I think we're almost out of sacks out there." <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what is this? This bag has smelled like crap for like three, <laughs> two months. This explains it. And then like Mark Rogers, like name on the underwear. You're like a cat burglar who like leaves the calling card like from the movies. Like you've been burgled by the Springfield cat burglar, but instead it's just you've been <gasps> underwear doo-dooed by, by Mark Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably thought I they probably did it on purpose. And I'm like, you know, like rubbing my hands together, like Mr. Burns. Like, hmm. Did you ever hear back from them on it? No. Okay. And I was never invited back to the house either. And now, okay. not not to know whether that was an, an indication of it was just he wasn't like a great friend of mine, and worlds had been colliding, or I got put on the do not invite. <laughs> I don't know what's the funniest <laughs> element of this story. That a, you pooped in your underwear again. Or B, that you like stuffed it in a plastic garbage bag that's very clearly not trash. Or C, that your name's on it. Or D, kind of all of the above. And there are people walking around planet Earth. Maybe they are subscribers to this podcast. I don't know. That are like carrying around this secret with them as long as they live about the time that somebody named Mark Rogers took a dump in a pair of underwear and hid it inside their garage. Yes, if you, by some chance... Uh, <laughs> oh Tim, man, wouldn't I, I, that I, be hilarious? I won't say if, his... Like one of our like subscribers is like, "Hey man, that was me. That was our family." <laughs> I do, I do know his name was the the kid's name was Tim. I, <laughs> this the the internal strife caused by the underwear pooping made my parents divorce and ruin my second. life. Okay, so that's the humans being human segment, and uh, to kick <laughs> off the. The, hopefully, what will become a, a few humans being human stories from from podcast listeners. Um, well, you know, I, I will even go so far as to say this: if you're not comfortable being on Skype, and I'm just throwing this past you right now, if you're not comfortable, like you know, being on Skype or whatever, or being you know, having your voice in the show, or even having your name read attached to your story, just email it to us. Email it to me, oh, simplyhumanrick, yeah. and you can be anonymous. Email it to, 
Yeah, we can read it, and you know, if it's a funny enough story, obviously we're going to be able to riff off of it. That's pretty much what we do. So yeah. if you have a good story, email it to us. You can remain anonymous. That's fine, and we'll read it on the air if it's if it's a good one. Cool. All right. Well, that is the Humans Being Human segment. Thank you, Mark and Rick, for your story or for Mark's story. Um, hey, thank you, thank you, Mark, for your story yeah. for sharing it for your courage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just like. I admitted that I was an alcoholic or something. <laughs> Salt communism. Yeah. Um, okay. So now it is time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. And a lot of times what I'll do to try to come up with a Simply Human Tip of the Week is look at like what's around me and just, you know, come up with like a practical idea of, of something that's around me. And so I'm actually currently uh, in the guest room of my house trying to get away from all of the noise. And there were two things on the guest bed. <clears throat> there was a naked baby doll and a guitar. So I chose to go with the guitar to use as my idea. You've chosen poorly, Mark. <laughs> so the Sipium tip of the week is learn something new. And uh, I've actually been playing guitar since I was like 13. So coming up on 20 years, I actually got my guitar on my 13th birthday. So my birthday... You're, you're really good at guitar. I've always kind of admired the way you could just pick up a guitar and like, you know, get after it and like listen to a song and translate it to your fingers. That's pretty awesome. Sorry, just a little Eric Clapton for you there. Um, uh, Show off. Show off. Yeah, so learn something new. uh, Learn a new language. uh, Read read a book that maybe you don't really hadn't had a a super big interest or or amount of knowledge in, uh, and it will help your brain to grow, and it will just do a lot of things for you. So learn something new, whether it's a sport or a musical instrument or a language. I don't know. What, what are some other things that you could learn? You know, I, th- I think that's really great advice, and you hit on something that's, that's really affecting me right now. Read a, read a book about something that you, uh, you know, were maybe interested in, didn't know anything about. I'm reading this book right now uh, about, about and it's the Israel-Palestinian conflict seen through the eyes of uh, an, a person that lives in Israel and a person that was disposed uh, a Palestinian. And it's a really, really super incredibly interesting book because you figure, you know, my whole life, you've heard about you know West Bank this and Gaza Strip that, and yeah, and I had no idea. And it's such a convoluted you know history that goes all the way back to the '40s and to the Holocaust. But man, it's just a really interesting book. If you want to read it, it's called the title is The Lemon Tree. Uh, I, you know, and I'm I, I'm slowly plod, prodding my way through it because I only read about five or ten pages at a time before I fall asleep in the mornings. But uh, man, it's a really good book. But man, you hit on it. it. You you learn something new. It expands your worldview. It expands how you view other people and how you view your own life and it's you know knowledge is the base of everything and so whether it's learning a new language uh uh, you know, learning something new, learning a new skill, learning a new sport. It's just, it's, it, you know, it's a good way to you know, kind of connect more with your fellow man, I guess is a good way to put it to me. I hope you like the, the instrumental background for your whole uh, book. It was, story. it was beautiful. All right. Ah, so learn Don't something suppose. new. Don't suppose. <laughs> 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 that, that was awesome. That, yeah, that, that he has that. And like, if you listen to his podcast, the performance podcast, which we mentioned the boats and hose thing, uh, he—I mean—it's really kind of a cool song at the beginning. You would never think that in a million years. And I'm literally listen- going to go download yeah. it right now just to hear that. Part. Yeah, and then you listen to it and you're like, "Ah, this is genius!" So, all right. Well, uh, I guess what else? Uh, humans being human, open. We talked about. Uh, I guess that's going to be it. So that's going to be it for this edition of the Superhuman Podcast. Coming up next time. 
on the Simply Human podcast. It is episode 34 will be Chad Walding, uh, who's a physical therapist that I met at PaleoFX. I actually listened to his talk, and he has this whole thing about how you uh, you combat sort of the whole flexed position or the sitting all day and, and some things you can do. So it's a really cool uh, talk that he gave at PaleoFX. So Chad Walding is coming up, and that's actually not going to be until June 7th. Uh, which is crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, so oh, this year's really just zooming by, huh? Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for Chad Walding in episode thirty-four. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids page, and the Simply Human Moms page is all there. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. I'm also on Instagram. Email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. That's where you need to send your humans being human uh, ideas. And uh, please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. Thank you for making us part of your day. No, there's obviously a lot of uh, choices out there uh, that you could that you could choose from. And thank you for, for making the Simply Human podcast part of your repertoire. Uh, Rick, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I just I love all of you. We used to say any farting thoughts, uh, and we sort of got away from that. So, well, yeah, I feel like uh, we're making a step in the right direction. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe we should continue not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, and I had a fart. So until next time, enjoy yourself.